Making the community a healthier place is always at the forefront of what we're doing at the Portage Health Foundation. And one of the ways we're doing that is with the PHF podcast. I'm Michael Babcock, and I host this podcast where we tell the stories of the people, organizations, projects, and events that are focused on improving the health of our community. From meeting the people behind the scenes at our farmers markets, understanding more about our local education, emergency services, nonprofit, or criminal justice systems, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Simply search Portage Health Foundation. Welcome back to the second half of Copper Country Today. I'm Grant Ducetto. This segment brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more at phfgive.org. I have Lauren Share with me talking foreign exchange here in the Copper Country, and she's brought along three students with her, including Olivia, who's going to Lons High School. Olivia, originally from Rome, Italy. I also have Haley, who hails from Hong Kong. She's going to Hancock. And lastly, I have Blanca. And she is going to Houghton at the moment, and she's from Andorra. I guess, Lauren, I'll start with you. All right. And maybe you can talk about the organization that you're with, you know, how you got involved, and what the process is like as far as bringing in foreign exchange students each year. Um, Yeah, so I work with International Cultural Exchange Services. It's an organization that brings in high school exchange students um, from all over the world. Right now, there's kids wanting to come from... Cambodia, South Africa, I mean Spain, Germany, you name it. I've been with the company about five years now. Um, I actually got started because one of these fine ladies' families roped me into it. I didn't know this was a job, but it's um, (laughs) something I'll probably do the rest of my life. I really enjoy it. All right, and as far as the process of when do people need to apply, obviously our school year doesn't necessarily match the calendar for other countries, so do they all come in at the beginning of what we would consider the fall semester? How does that work? So bulk of our students come in mid to late August, and they come starting in the fall and are here until the end of the school year. We also get some semester students in the fall, and then like you were saying, Um, Schools in the Southern Hemisphere and in certain countries in Asia do start their school year with the calendar year in January. So we get some of those students in January for second semester too. And the process, depending on where they're coming from in the world, is it roughly the same? How do you, how does your service get connected with somebody from across the globe? So all of the students sign up through a sending organization in their own countries um, that we work with. So just like our families here who want to host get vetted and we make sure that they're safe and we call references, the students go through a pretty lengthy process before they are admitted into the program as well. And for the three students who happen to be here, maybe you can talk about what you knew of the area before you got here. Or was it a black box? Did you just come, you know, blank canvas and I'm going to see what it's like when I arrive, when I get off the plane. Okay, um, so um, my family chose me very late. So I noted that I was coming here, that was like uh, 10 August. Okay. So um, I didn't know nothing. I just thought that <laughs> I didn't like uh, have a call with my US mom, nothing at all, just some text. And um, so she explained me how it was the life there. And I tried to find some photo about like uh, where I leave the house, but I didn't find nothing because I live in a very small, small town. And so it was like a, like a all surprise. 
That's, um, I guess you're not unique in the fact that there's a lot of people here just in the state of Michigan, let alone the country, that probably don't know much about this particular yeah. area. Thank you, Olivia, for sharing your story. You're living down in Covington. <laughs> there might be a person or two here in the Capra country who hasn't spent much time in Covington. I'll switch gears over to Haley. Obviously, Hong Kong doesn't get hardly any snow if it does get any. No, no. What was it like when, when you first saw flakes? Maybe you saw it in a different part of China, perhaps. What was it like when you first saw snowfall? And then now that we're with four feet or so <laughs> on the ground, did you ever anticipate that you would see something like this? No, like I've seen snow before in Japan, but... Um, at first, I when I first saw snow here, I thought it was pretty magical, and it's like really pretty, and it's really not anything that I have experienced in Hong Kong. After months and months of snow, I'm kind of weary now. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's too much. Okay. Enjoy the club. Yeah. As far as having done this, is this the only trip you've made to study abroad somewhere, or is it? A case where you've perhaps gone to a different country or a different part of the United States even, you know, in prior years? Uh, yeah, I did, but not for a long time. Probably like a trips or something. This is actually my first time ever leaving home for such a long time. I'll give you a chance to talk about your districts and maybe you can mention, compare and contrast, so to speak, the different experiences you've had. You know, how does Lons compare to Hancock? How does Hancock compare to Houghton when it comes to the foreign exchange experience? Okay, um, I'm from Covington, but I'm going to school in Lons, and it's a very tiny school because we have elementary, uh, middle school, and high school together. And um, there is like a, a very, I don't know how to say, but everyone are very close to each other because they know each other since they're like five or something like that. And so they, that makes all the the space very good because mm -hmm. they they know each other and they know what you like what you don't like but in the same time it's like a, the same with the teacher they know very well you and um there's like a i don't know how they call when everyone like the sports and everyone go to the game and stay community yes. yeah it's very yeah close-knit sense of community yeah exactly and that's actually the first thing but they're also welcoming of people from outside of the area as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. How about you, Haley? The school is also kind of small. And um, at first I got in, I wasn't really used to it because like they all know each other because the school is small. But then um, I kind of start to make friends and stuff and try to, and I really see the difference between the school here and the school that I was used to in Hong Kong because I was used to a bigger school with a lot of people and not much of a community, like you said, and everything is um, a lot more stressful and a lot more work to do in Hong Kong. And here it's more laid back and just kind of nice, I guess, because it's a little bit like a vacation from what I was used to. And yeah, it's pretty nice. How big was the school in Hong Kong? I graduated from just outside Detroit and my high school was about 2,000 students. So are we talking roughly that size or maybe a little bit yeah, smaller? maybe that size. All right. And how about you, Blanca? Where are you going to school right now? I'm on Houghton High School. I think it's like the biggest school in the area, I guess. Or I, I really like it because it's like back in my country, it's like the same size. And when I... 
wrote that letter, I was like, I want to go to a big high school, but not that big, because I didn't want, because I feel like I would be stressed all the time. And I really like it because it's like, it's not big, but it's not small. Everyone know each other, but there's a lot of people, so you can actually talk to everyone and <laughs> meet new people, and it's actually nice. They have a lot of school spirit, and there's a lot of people um, supporting that school and the sports, and that's what I really like about it, because that's... In, in Europe, that's unbelievable. Like, you, you could never find that. <laughs> For the three of you, this is open to anyone. When you told your parents that you wanted to study abroad, what, were the, what was their reaction to it? Have they been supportive? And have they learned some things perhaps about America and maybe this region of the world that they wouldn't have learned otherwise? Um, so, my, actually, my parents pushed me to this. And I'm not saying that I don't want this. It's like... My parents introduced me at first, and I was like, okay, that sounds like an interesting idea. And But then I kind of, um, I get more into it because the program was supposed to be, you don't know where you're going, but you're kind of randomly assigned to somewhere. So I thought it would be quite an adventure, So and it would be like a huge getaway from what I, from Hong Kong. So I was pretty looking forward to this. Excellent. Anybody else want to mention what the family reaction was? Do they miss you? Do you talk to them often? How does that, how do you communicate back home while you're here for this, really this whole year? Yeah, so like I was supposed to, like during 2020, I was supposed to come here to the U.S., but just for like a month. And it was canceled because of COVID, obviously. So you miss out on the trip to the United States in 2020, but now you're here and it's not just for a month. It's not just on vacation. It's actually to go to school. And I started talking to my parents about it and they were like, no, Blanca, you're not doing that. And then, and because at first I was not like that serious. And then I started looking for it and like, I started telling them that I really wanted to go there because I thought it, it would be like a really good opportunity I guess. Lauren maybe you can talk a little bit about somebody who wants to host. What do they have to do to get involved with the program and what are some of the things that they should be aware of as far as the uh, requirements the needs that they would have to be able to provide for somebody who's staying here for a year. Um, So I think it's a lot simpler than most people think it's going to be. They fill out an application online. Um, it includes a criminal background check. Obviously, we want to make sure anybody that's taking a student into their home, that someone's child, is safe. Um, they put references who I call. We do an interview. There's actually an orientation. So we do give families a little training on what to expect. And I love networking families together so that they have someone else going through the same experience. And not just me, but a whole team of people supporting them and giving ideas and bouncing them off of each other. We try to do group activities too when the kids are here, which is nice. Um, But families are required to provide a room to the student. They can share with another teenager, obviously same gender, and then meals when they're at home. But otherwise, the students have their own health insurance. They've got money to play sports or go do things with friends. So it's not meant to be a big financial obligation. I think the biggest thing that we want from families is that they really treat students like it's their own kid. 
you know, where they're giving them parental guidance and supporting them and helping them to adapt so that they're successful in America and able to do well in an American school. I know Olivia mentioned that she didn't find out where she was going until almost mid-August, but I'm guessing that you want most host families to be committed before then, correct? Is there a time of the year where you have wanted them not just to express interest, but to say, yes, we will be a part of this program? So we can take families all the way up to August, but the nice thing about signing up now is there's lots of students to choose from. There's 780 students in our applicant pool right now. And if you pick one now, sorry, if you sign up and pick one now, you can start talking to that student right away. So you can start building the relationship now it makes a much smoother transition, I think, when someone gets here, if they already know what to expect and you know them a little bit. So instead of a stranger coming to your home, it's almost like a family member you've already been missing. How does it work as far as the school districts? I'm assuming that because it is variable who's going to be hosting and who won't be, that it's not set that a certain number of students will go to one district or the other, that you have to arrange kind of the the year's worth of schooling with them, let them know, hey, this is what's going to be happening. How does that process work? So each school does have some limitations and requirements um, regarding maybe how many students they would take, or some schools have a preference what grade the student will be in, or what their English language test score is. Hancock usually takes um, five students or so, Houghton five or six, and then we don't try to overburden the smaller schools, but I don't think there's any really big set rule. The students can go to pretty much any school in the UP. Our schools here are very welcoming. They like having the exchange students. They usually go out of their way to make them feel very welcome and have them participate in different activities. So it's been very nice having students in our schools up here. Obviously you service the entire Upper Peninsula. Anything about the Copper Country where we stand out? Uh, some um, kind of major advantages this area has compared to other parts of the Upper Peninsula? There's a lot to do around here, and I, I know probably American high schoolers that hear this are thinking, oh my gosh, there's not. But <laughs> especially in the winter, I mean, we have skiing, we have snowboarding, we have beautiful trails up here and beaches. Um, Olivia was just telling me today that she really wants to go try ice fishing because she sees people ice fishing and hasn't gotten to yet. So there's things that we have here that other countries don't that maybe don't feel interesting to us because we're so used to it, but to somebody else, it's a brand new cool experience. Any of you three, maybe you can talk about an experience that you didn't think you'd ever have in life that you've managed to kind of check off the bucket list, so to speak, since you've been here? I have a few. Uh, my family used to do like a, a lot of things. We have horses and animals, but at the same time, like for my birthday with a bunch of friends, we went to Eagle River for like a, a car race on the snow. And I never saw in my life something like that. <laughs> it was freezing, but it was super good. I have so much fun. I, I don't think so that in Italy we have stuff like that because we don't have snow, so. But I learned a lot about that. And at the same time, I learned so much stuff about like a Courses. I try new things and I I really enjoy trying new things that I, I can try in Italy. All right. Blanca, Haley, anything that you've done that you 
never would have expected that you would have tried before coming here? Um, I wouldn't say, like, I didn't really expect this, but actually a lot of things that you guys think is kind of normal here is a really a whole new thing to me, C like bonfires, like stargazing, like stuff like that, those um, things that are closer to nature. I never actually got to experience that back in Hong Kong because it was such an urban area, like pollution and bonfires are not allowed and just, you know, so it's been eye-opening to me. What are some of your impressions on American teenagers? Similar cultures to what you grew up with, very different cultures. Obviously, yeah. up here, so many people came from other places. A lot of uh, uh, Cornish, a lot of Italians, a lot of Swedes, a lot of Finns. And you would think that perhaps we would retain some of our European culture, but maybe not. Maybe we are very different than what you're used to back home. Okay, I think that I'm from a very big city. I'm from Rome. So for me, it's like normal, don't have a car, just take the bus. And uh, the, so do the stuff by yourself. Here, it's totally impossible. And another thing that is actually a little bit weird, but now it's like kind of normal, is that they meet at the parking lot somewhere and just stay there together and like without walk out of the car, just stay in the car and talk each other. Like we, <laughs> we have this formula that I call plot and it's near the, um, the school. It literally, everyone goes there and sit in the car, play music, talk with other people and that's it. And if you go somewhere else like Marquette where you have like a, uh, I don't know, Walmart and stuff like that, do it's kind of the same you stay in the parking lot go inside buy a few things and go back in the car i feel that it's almost everything in the car if you get food you go in the car <laughs> so yeah this is kind of uh for now like a normal for me but if i think about my italian life it's totally weird I think a lot of that probably has to do with the temperatures as well, especially in the yeah, wintertime. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't stay out. <laughs> like, it, it's, you can. So, yeah, I think it's like a normal thing because you can't just walk around. Uh, that's crazy. But <laughs> at the same time, it's kind of weird just in the car. How about you, Haley? What is your impression of American culture? Um, first, when I got here, I thought they're pretty wild compared to Asian kids because I have to say like um, Asian culture and American culture are very different um, f like my friends at Hong Kong were kind of tame and we just like even if we hang out we just kind of like have lunch or like watch a movie or it's kind of dull I would say but I think like because because of the environment there are a lot of more things to do here like some kids they would drive in the middle of the, in the middle of the woods or just you know, a lot of more adventures, I guess. So that is really pretty cool. And Blanca, what are your thoughts on American culture, maybe compared to, you know, your home back in Europe? Um, I agree with Olivia that, like, <laughs> and usually, I don't know about other countries, but at least my country, when we hang out, we can't drive though, so I we, we can't just go to a parking lot and stay there because we don't have cars. Mm -hmm. But w I don't think we would do that even if we could drive because it's kind of weird. 
by now I think it's normal for me because like I've been here for like seven months oh I guess but at first I was like are we going outside or are we staying here they were like no just stop just chill and I'm like oh okay <laughs> I'll get back to Lauren here for a second as far as the families who do host, do they typically have kids of school age, or do you find that it could be retirees maybe whose kids have moved on and you know graduated into adulthood type deal? What's kind of the normal profile? I've had every kind of family. Um, right now, we've got a couple who are like young, 25, no kids yet. They're hosting, and they seem to be really enjoying it. Sometimes we get families who have teenagers and they want that sibling experience and then sometimes we have ones with little kids and the nice thing about that is there are students that love little kids and you don't get sibling rivalry between a 17 year old and a three year old so it's a whole different dynamic. Um, I've got little kids at my house and I love stealing the exchange students for babysitting and so that my kids can learn some different language and culture and I think like I said Tons of kinds of families, tons of kinds of kids. I've gotten many retirees and empty nesters too, and sometimes you just like having that experience of having a kid again. Maybe you guys can touch on the relationship you now have with the host family. Is it like having a second mom and dad type deal, or do you find that you found uh, closer relationships with your peers at school? Um, so with my family, my us family, actually have a very close relationship, very, very close. Especially with my us mom. We are super close. We have so much time that we want to spend alone. Like for my birthday, we take a coffee, just me and her, because we want to just have the 10 minutes, just me and her, and talk about the day and the stuff. So I actually feel very lucky because I have so many siblings. And um, so I have always something to do in the house. Maybe sometimes they are busy living the farm, sometimes they have stuff to do. But most of the time I have a, like a, like right now I call them like brother, sister. I'm not calling them anymore like us brother or sister. And I'm, I'm living with two, no, three brothers and then I have one sister that she lives in Detroit, but I saw her like maybe three times and we are super close. Every night we call each other for say, how was your day? What are you doing when you come back? So I feel that the most important thing is how is your relationship with them? Because they can do whatever, like know whatever they you want, but they can really help you, but you need to be like uh, there for them. Need to be 15. Mm -hmm. A little give and take. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Haley? Um, so I live with my host mom, and we are like the only two people in the house. And because I'm kind of introverted, so I always kind of stay in the house and be with her. And some people might think that it sounds boring, like only two people or something, but it's not really like that. It's actually pretty quiet and pretty nice because when there's only two people in the house, you guys have to communicate and you guys have to like work through stuff. Have you seen anything else in the United States outside of this uh, general area since you've been here? Have you tried to get out and about to other parts in the Midwest? Obviously, you made the lengthy plane ride, so you saw some airport terminals, but that doesn't really count, I don't think. Well, we did all go to Chicago together in yeah. December. 
Mm -hmm. So we tried to do some group stuff too, and that was an awesome trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have some family here in America, so, and I have like a, a work that make me come in New York once a year. So I've been in Florida, all over Florida, and a few times in Pennsylvania, New York. Let's talk actual classes. I'm thinking shop class, uh, career and technical education. That seems to me, from what I've read, to be a fairly uniquely American thing. Do you have an equivalent in Europe or Asia regarding those types of courses? No, we don't. We don't have that. We, uh, you can choose your class in Italy. You can ch choose the type of high school that you want to go. So, like, um, I'm going to econs and like a management and political high school. And so when you choose that high school, you know that for five years, there, that's the class that you're gonna take. And you can do nothing about it. And that's for all the other high school. And so we don't have high school for like a shop or something like that, so. When do you have to make that decision? It was in the last year of middle school. And I think like a- So you're 12, 13 yeah, years old, like roughly? like December. How about you, Haley? Is that a similar situation that you would face uh, over in China? You guys have a lot more fun class <laughs> than Hong Kong schools. Like, there are classes where I only have to read and journal. There are classes where I um, help the publications of the things at school. And, like, there are classes like that. But in Hong Kong, it's an absolute no. Like, it's definitely an extracurricular. It would never be put in a class. What classes in Hong Kong are, are like physics, psychology, uh, chemistry, and then geography, uh, history, philosophy, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, those are like stuff that are a lot of lectures or a lot of things that you need to put attention to. But classes here are just funner, I guess. It's amazing how fast time flies. Lauren Cher, Olivia, Haley, Blanca, thank you very much for stopping by and joining me on Copper Country today.